Good morning, Nigel. Morning, TK. How are you, mate? Excellent, excellent, excellent. Very, very good. It feels like um, these weeks go really quick <laughs> when, we, when, we, when we speak. It's amazing how fast uh, it's an anchor point now. Like, what, we're back here again? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting as well because you go, well, I've got to have something to talk about when I get uh, to the next week. And then you're going, so every day you're looking for a lesson and you're looking, you go, the days go really quickly. Really quickly. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? I'm actually really enjoying it at the moment. It's, um, there's a lot going on and he's going, how do I jump from thing to thing and make sure that I'm being effective and not just busy? That's good to hear. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I, I'd much prefer that as the uh, default setting. Um, Lana sends her apologies. She's, uh, she's giving back today. She's um, sitting on the board of a charity and she's been helping it for the last few years where yeah. um, basically um, – Oh, it's, it's a, an event they run. I won't speak about it. I'll let her speak about it one day in terms of um, why she's doing it and, and why she wants to contribute. But they've got their big event happening on the weekend so they're in the final um, the final few days of preparation. So there's a bunch of celebrities going there. Um, they're raising money for a, a disease. Um, so it's to really, fight a disease, I, I would assume. Yes, no, they're certainly not championing the disease. It's, um, <laughs> very it's, different kind of group. Yeah, that's uh, a very different. Um, wouldn't that be weird? Um, but anyway, so she uh, sends her apologies, but um, we certainly got a list of things that she had in reflection <laughs> this week just so um, she wouldn't feel left out. But um, yeah, she's there today, which is uh, very good of her to be doing this because it's a worthwhile charity. So, And we will be. Uh, it's not like we won't be hearing from her this week. Uh, we've got the Loud Days uh, <laughs> podcast coming up plenty, later on. Plenty of chances to uh, <laughs> hear her voice. Anyway, Nigel, how's your week been, my friend? Uh, it's been uh, really good. It's, uh, it's, I, don't, I shouldn't sound surprised by that. How, how insightful. I'm sure our listeners no. are sitting there. How wonderful. <laughs> no, it's been a week of uh, a lot of forward movement in multiple areas. Yep. So a uh, big education week in yep. knowing now we're starting our planning on around a bunch of things involving media yep. and knowing that a lot of it's falling into my lap initially. Um, so there's a lot of upskilling in certain areas which um, need a bit of polishing off. Good. But it's a crossover between – it's really – why I say it's really good is because it's a balance of I've got to upskill creatively and commercially Yeah. because we're doing some client-facing stuff as well and there's some um, proposals and things going out in this area which going, okay, now how do we – I'm actually enjoying structuring the deal yeah. and thinking about the deal of how good. to put this together as good. well. So, New yeah. product and service really. I mean it's exciting yeah. when you're commercialising it and, and feeling out what's the best way to – deliver it and get that. It's really good. Yeah. And previously when we've done this, like in previous businesses, yep. I'd always come at it from a creative edge yep. and go and then work backwards. And now you go, no, what's the commercial angle first? Yes. How do we the make creative sure, services. How do we make sure this can at least pay for itself to start with and then make some money from it? Yeah. <laughs> now tell me this, what have you been great at this week? What have I been great at this week? Uh, yep. In Most proud of. Most proud of this week is... The where are we? Sorry to throw you straight under the yeah. bus, and, and uh, we've, for those you know, those who haven't seen how this runs, we've got run sheets and things we want to talk about and reflection because we don't want to, um, you know, waste uh, people's time by coming in here and just having a chat because that'll get a little bit boring. But um, I, I just, as with most things in my life, I just thought, nah, that's let's go against the run sheet and just throw Nigel under the bus here, make him think of out of the last. 
Wait, but what is it? Because I want to start talking about this. It's actually something that's been a bee in my bonnet this week around um, had some really great conversations with clients and um, there's there's a theme that sort of stands out and you, you remember these things. But what's been your what, – what have you performed best at this week? This one I would say is in separating the personal from – the getting to a point. Great. Let's tell me tell me it in layman's terms. What does that mean for the non cryptic? So for the non cryptic, so that's how my brain works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go top level first. That's okay. I know your brain. <laughs> but tell me, what does that mean for you? Uh, we're doing a lot of things all at once, yep. and um, in part, like because looking at it from the creative side of things, there's always that. There's a lot of personal in creative. Yep. Um, so it's so, sometimes could be hard to separate the that's not the best way forward yep. from your idea and that means you as a person yep. don't have value in this conversation but now we're going. Explain that to me a little bit slower because I'm not uh, – let me catch on to that. What do you mean by that? So from the creative side of yep. things, whenever you put something out, yep. it's always got an element of you in it. So Right, right. Uh, and this ties in with the commercial first, creative second. So you're talking a little bit about you, you can't help when you're in – um, in the technician side of the creative to add your personal flair or favour. So yeah. if you if you were to look at a speech or you were to look at a video, what you're picking up is different to what I'm picking up. Most definitely. Yeah. And when you put when you're the person on the other side and you create an element of it, yeah. it may be your favourite element of it. It's the most beautiful thing that you've done. Or you go yeah. that one word or that one sentence. That's key. And everyone else goes. Ah uh, no, it's just wasting time. Yeah, cut that. Let's get to the story in that. And <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so there's a little bit of your, that's a direct conversation we had this week. Is there something you want to talk about? No, <laughs> no are you not sure? At all. It's uh, <laughs> what I'm enjoying um, is the collaborative nature of things, and actually, I'm enjoying the conversation and not the conflict, yeah. <laughs> but just in the hey, let's work this out together to find a common well, ground forward. Great. Can I ask you that? Because uh, why aren't you enjoying the conflict? Uh, not, no. not that you're avoiding it. Sorry, that, let me rephrase. I'm going to try and phrase things better. But yeah. um, me, I really enjoy the conflict because I think that's where the magic is born. So yeah. for me, maybe that's sometimes heading towards conflict <laughs> more as a default that maybe that's something we need to evaluate. But uh, tell me that. Is it is it conflict for you in terms of wh- where does the frustration lie in the creative process around that, I guess, um, I mean, the old creative differences, but what is it for you? For here, it's just we uh, – luckily we can edit parts of this out so my brain can catch up. No, don't, don't edit anything. <laughs> Good. I want you to think. Uh, so – and this is what I'm saying. It's where I would have traditionally seen that as conflict, that yep. conversation. Now it's a collaboration. It's a where is the way through this part because – the combination of ideas are going to be greater than the individual. Yeah. And as long as we start and we can, we as a team across multiple areas, everyone's working towards the common, then yep. the conflict isn't, it's it's necessary. And conflict, that's, it's a large word for essentially the conversation. So do, do you feel then is the interpretation of what you're saying for me that you feel um, aligned to now the, I guess, the common goal of the company or brand or what we're trying to do rather than this is what I think would work really well, which is absolutely essential. But do you feel like there's a, you're producing at a different or not a different level of focus, but for a a different purpose? 
Yeah, I would say that now is a, as an evolution of me as a creator, which I keep yep. dr- dropping in and out of. Yeah. So there's not been over the the course of all of the businesses. Yeah. There's not been a consistency in that area. Now before uh, n- now it's how do I make sure that I'm creating for us and every I want everyone else's opinion, the, the key people, yep. <laughs> yeah. um, to deliver against that, not just go this is what I think would look good and we'll fit it into that or this is what I think will sound good. Go, how, I'm really enjoying the challenge of going what do you want yep. specifically in each of these? I actually don't know if some of those things I can yet create. And but I know the forward path to learn how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely. I think that's a, um, a very interesting process, really, because as as you said, that we've, you know, over the years we've had production companies, we've had um, different projects we've done for clients, we've built hubs and learning systems. I mean, we've gone, we've had a lot of different businesses. Yeah. Um, but we've never really, as we've spoken about in, in previous podcasts, is We've never really done it for ourselves and it's it's a, a remarkable um, shift in understanding of what our clients must have been going through because we always think we know what our clients want, feel and all that. But when you're actually doing it for yourself, this has been a, a very different um, experience so far and we're in the very early stages of it. I mean, for, for instance, we had a horrible meeting yesterday. <laughs> it was horrible and not that needed to be horrible because we both didn't have the answers to something we want and we wanted the other person to basically relieve the brain of something we need to come up with. But it was just a, I mean, sorry, that's my perception. It was a horrible meeting, but it was... A frustrating meeting. Frustrating, exactly. It was just uncomfortable because we both are looking for different parts of it to come in and work out what the answer is. Mm. But it was, it's essential to have those um, frustrating... I guess, brainstorm slash meeting slash discussions. Yeah, and I would say that that frustrating meeting this morning when I was uh, yeah. at the gym, that yeah. – <laughs> why do I keep referencing it? I don't know. You really want people uh, to know you go, Yeah, I work out. Yeah, oh, that's you, all. You're, yeah, so, you're so wonderful. <laughs> just, just in case, <laughs> it, just for prosperity's sake, you're wonderful. You know the and thing well about done. this medium? You can't get away from your own self. <laughs> yeah. like, and I have to listen back to it. Um, so, but that meeting actually – popped a thought into my head which may change how we approach the podcasting and may put some that which I've got an idea that I want to run past you a little later yeah. that I go hey because there's a bit of we're still formulating everything at the moment true um, so they go hey if we're trying to formulate and push people towards this that commercial side of thing comes in and goes maybe we're being a little bit messy about it and yeah. confusing people but here's a way to generate a lot more content into specific funnels yeah um, that will actually take less time but give us more reach. Good. Do that. <laughs> awesome. Done. <laughs> we don't need to have the meeting, I trust you. Good. Um, but, but it's important, isn't it? I think in terms of you know, the review this week and just reflection on things that are going well, I think as we had a few things happen this week. We brought on a new staff member, which mm-hmm. is really great to have new energy in the place. I, I really like getting new um, team members in because I think it adds a, a hell of a lot of um, – it just sh- it shakes the dynamic. I think a lot of businesses, um, particularly smaller ones, get nervous when new people come in because they're trying to almost hold on to this, um, 
oh, we don't want the culture to change, we don't want all this, whereas I see, wow, an evolution, another person gets to come in and see if the culture is strong enough that it won't break. Yeah. So I love it. I actually I really enjoy it. I like having new people, new conversations, new energy, watching people who are in the company change so dramatically because there's someone new. It's, it's good for everyone. <laughs> I, I, really, I really enjoy it and, and it's wonderful to have um, um, this person start. I, I think in terms of um, this process of um, frustration, this process of going through this, that everyone's got multiple things they're now looking after or responsible mm. for. And it starts to get that maturity and, it, you know, we've gone through this before in other companies and it's just – it's nice to go through it again actually where you go through that process of, you know, once upon a time when we were doing this, the frustration would be frustration where it's now like, oh, yeah, we have to do this bit. This is important because we have to formulate that idea better. We have to – Yeah, we're iterating faster. Yeah, and, and also you don't have the um, hangover, hangover lag of, oh, God, if Nigel, that meeting was horrible yesterday. Yeah. We're, we're both idiots. <laughs> or, you know, you look at me going, oh, I hate how you communicate. And I look at you and go, why don't you know stuff like this? You know, yeah. whereas in the past we were looking for why it wasn't working as opposed to right now it's like, oh, good, we had to get that out because we actually don't know what we're talking about there. And I have the same thing. Overnight you had a chance to reflect. I was up pretty late last night. Um, which some level of insomnia has set in since being excited a month <laughs> ago. So I'm not sleeping very – actually, I just I can't sleep. So a lot of our discussion was going through my head and I was sitting there in front of the laptop. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that's right because this, this, this and this. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's a lot clearer. Oh, idiots. We, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I actually don't see a time where we won't have that meeting because for our the way that we kind of work, our relationship, we need to get frustrated to – change our th- – because we're both fairly – I don't think it's us, Nigel. Really? I, I don't think it's us at all. No, I think it's um, I think it's the process yep. in terms of how, how can you innovate around something new. I just think we've done it a lot because it's always been you and I. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think it's unusual because a lot of clients talk about this similar thing around that frustrating of not being able to get an answer, the frustrating feeling, the you – know, I think people with less experience in business, when they get that frustrating feeling, it heads down a road towards failure. Yeah. So they're going, oh, I'm frustrated, so this mustn't be working, so my business might be crap or why am I doing this and you head down this hole. Whereas you, we do that now and it's like, oh, great, here's an area of a business where we don't have clarity. We need to work out how it works in our direction. We need to then bring in other voices if we don't have the answer by here. Yeah. Let's try this and see the reaction. So once upon a time when you don't have the confidence around or the experience around, oh, this is just the process because we've had – this is not uncommon. Mm. It was just sitting in here it's like oh, – like, it's almost like, hello, old friend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know we have to get through this but it's, um, it's not comfortable but it's, it's almost like – I think I'd miss it now because I don't think if we weren't having those type of conversations where it's frustrating and awkward and trying to work out things and at times heated um, in a positive way yeah. that I don't think we're probably pushing the boundaries um, strong enough yeah. or fast enough. And that's to me was it was a very um, – not that I want to anchor that you have to have this but <laughs> I, it's, there certain, certainly wasn't the hangover of – we don't know what we're doing. It was okay, cool. Let's relook at this in a different way. Let's let's we're going to step back and see this from a different direction. Yeah. When we were much younger yeah. um, and, and having these conversations, the frustration would be with the other person. Yeah, 
now the frustration and the frustration I felt in that conversation was and the clarity that came out the other side of it, why can't I articulate what I'm thinking yep. in a way that is cutting through? Yeah. Because we seem to just, side. yeah, it's the communication. So we came to, we were circling around the same issue and talking at it from different sides. Yeah. And go, okay, no, we've done this before. How can I now yep. go? And the, the other side of it is that we were both talking around it because we didn't have clarity on the issue. Absolutely. And then we went, we don't have clarity. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, let's take a step back yeah. to go forward. Absolutely. So that was, I think, a very big. Um, it was a very big uh, learning again this week. Not that there was learning in it more. No. Okay, that's a good process. So I'm comfortable that we're going that had a, going in the right direction. I'm just sorry, something popped in my head around a client had the same thing, and mm. they were talking about um, just. They've got their sales funnel full at the moment. A lot of things they thought would drop, a few things are taking time, a couple of things that should have dropped that didn't drop and just a a few little things and it was talking to them and and I was basically saying like I don't care. Like your, your funnel is your funnel and the people in there are your people. Some will drop, some won't but your emotions can't be dictated by that drop, that didn't and he took it to heart and basically sent me a message two days later and it was massive action cures all. And <laughs> it was absolutely that because instead of uh, spending so much time focused on the reasoning why and of course you have to acknowledge why did we miss that, why didn't we get that, what are we doing different just to make sure there's not a fundamental breakdown in the mechanics. But what it really was is feeling powerless to do something so feeling like the victim you know we talk about victim versus victor here a lot but and it's not victim mentality this isn't a a person this is a very strong good person but it was as when a few of those things happen at the wrong time in business you go back into what's going on but the fundamentals were right yeah we know the fundamentals are right and we know the business is um, successful we know the funnel's good it was just literally a few things happened in a row could be time of year could be like this it's like Shit happens. But he just went out and he just attacked. He he got on the front foot and everything started turning around quickly because he was taking positive steps regardless of the outcome he wanted to happen. He was just, okay, I'm going for this. That's it. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm just going to get it off my plate, off my plate, off my plate. What do you reckon happens when you're constantly going, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to make a phone call. I'm going to send the email. I'm going to clean this out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. He'd forgotten about the frustrations he had and all this good stuff's coming to form in. Suddenly you've got your, you know, the tailwinds up and what happens? Things start dropping in his funnel. Yeah. It's like bang. It's funny how the theme of the week kind of reveals itself <laughs> by, by conversation because you're having that with a client. I'm mm. having the and that massive action cures all. Yep. Perfect. Because yep. I'm having that with a group that I work with external from here. Yep. Like a, a number of members had dropped off. There yep. was problems with the venue, all this kind of stuff. and. On Monday, I was getting all these like, like people going, "Oh, what's happening? Sky is falling. All this." And it's, going, well, it's the natural cycle of these kind of things. Yeah. And then so I just went, and I just saw people start to go, "Oh, is this going to work? Is this?" So I rocked up the next morning and just went, "I don't care if it's right or wrong. 
we're just going to do this, 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 this. Everyone's involved in the conversation. Can I have your buy-in today? And they went, yes. And just in the space of five minutes, the entire field changed and what could have been potentially the victim side yeah, of things. Absolutely. Everyone's all of a sudden going, yeah, we're on board. Let's go do this. We've changed this. Everything's working again. Leadership, Nigel. Leadership is the importance of a leadership is knowing when to lead. Yeah, and it, it doesn't matter what the action is. Absolutely. Really. Uh, obviously, there's some things yeah. that the action is going to be completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, there isn't. It's it's better than everyone stewing there and working through. Yeah. As soon as people are in the um, blame or victim or this, you're not going to get a solution that's positive anyway. You actually yeah. have to get to that switch. So it doesn't really matter. As long as it's from a positive point of view where people can take stock and look forward, well, then that's the start of that. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, what was going back to it? So that was your your win. What was the worst? What was your worst performance this week, personally? Where can you be better? Time management, one hundred percent. Why? And I know that there's a fee, and I'm happy to pay for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, talking <laughs> split roles. Um, yeah. The I've always got to be conscious of the bright and shiny, new and exciting. Yep. Um, as opposed to these are the actions I need to take every day to keep the lifeblood flowing into the business. Yeah. It, it's amazing, I think, even in that mindset where um, this is a, it's really good actually because for those of you just listening then and Nigel's, you know, he's a astute and trusted um, friend as well as someone who's senior in the business but his role is shifting and split. But do you see, and this happens a lot with your employees as well as um I guess people in general and particularly business owners in smaller business, say sub five million who have still got an operational role or having to play a number of roles because you don't have infrastructure in all the areas you need. It's even the name split focus is actually setting your brain up to have a I've got two things I'm doing as opposed to if you just called it, oh, my role is these tasks, it would be the same thing. So it's yeah. actually a, it's very interesting. Not that we're, we're not talking semantics and things yeah, like no. that, but it's a very interesting. But semantics are important. Well, well, I think so. And it's like even the mindset of I have a split role at the moment is a framework of, no, you've just got a number of different tasks in your day. Yeah. And it's like when a lot of business um owners and leaders and people come to me and say, my work-life balance. Yeah. And I go, what do you mean? What is a work-life balance? You've got your life and you've got time. Yeah. So what are we talking about? As soon as you think there's a, a split, you're like, what are you doing? The whole idea of owning a business is to fit in what you need to fit in yeah. in your 24 hours, not, well, this is work time and this is um, lifetime because you just drive yourself mad. Why is my work encroaching on my family time? Yeah. Why is my family time robbing me of things I need to do in my work? Whatever it is. And it's actually just a mindset or thought process around you don't have split focus. You have time that you need to allocate tasks. Yeah. So it's not a split focus because I need to go to the gym, Nigel. We'll make sure everyone knows you're going to the gym. <laughs> well, but, but isn't why is that not um, part of your role as in split focus? You don't look at that as oh, that's part of my job. But it is part of your job. You've got hours in the day and being Most fits definitely, one of them. But, that's, yeah. but it's not viewed as something that's... No, it's, it's a task within my day yeah, to make sure that I do everything else better. Yeah, and I find sometimes just starting to think of my day as tasks that I want to get done, not 
the role or things I have to change. It makes me not feel like I'm always balancing. Yeah. Because that makes me feel a little bit um, anxious. Really? Well, yeah, if I'm, I'm feeling like, oh, I'm playing this role and this role and this role. I mean, we own a bunch of companies. Yeah. If I keep thinking that it's now I'm putting this hat on, now I'm putting this hat on, I'm just putting Tim's hat on. Yeah. And I got to do these tasks as they're required. That's it. Yeah. And I think that's going to be, that's very helpful. And it's started to shift this week as yeah. the other role that I, uh, one of the tasks, learning the language <laughs> that I play is a, uh, a sales and BDM role within the business. Yeah. And by the way, everyone in the business should play yeah. that some sort of way. <laughs> but I, I have an accountability. Yes, you that, do. Let's say. <laughs> Good. Um, as that now, as it's come to the forefront again, I go, no, that's something that I've said that I would deliver to the business. Yep. Um, bringing that in means that from both sides, from the media and across, because I find, I'll be completely honest, a conversation around media and media sales is such an easy one for me. Yeah, that because that's I just naturally falling into those kind of conversations because it's where and I hate using this word. Mm. It's my passion. Well, good, <laughs> as long as you find fulfillment, and, um, <laughs> you can eat, pray, love. That's fine, Nigel. But um, just generating the momentum again in the networking areas and in the being out and about because I've last week I came to the realization went, hey. Let's be real. I dropped the ball in that area because yep. we've had so much going on here and it's been so exciting and I yep. love doing this stuff. Yep. So I went, what do I need to do? So this week I've got four different networking events that I go to. Wonderful. And you look at it and each one I've come out, there's 20 new opportunities that have come out of that. Great. So you just go, I don't need to. And I think this is where if you've got that split focus mindset, like if that's where you're at at the moment, and some people are there. Yeah. Um, I was there three no, minutes ago. <laughs> no, and there's nothing wrong with it, by the yeah. way. I'm just, sorry, I jumped in on my opinion of, of it, but I think you were, and why I wanted to just bring it up, I'll let you finish in a second, was I, it's interesting, I think, for people hearing you're playing a role right now, mm -hmm. but most owners are playing five or six of those yeah. um, for a long period of time, even when they're funded, even when they're getting bigger, they're evolving their role. And you do need to sort of um, you you do need to set the the framework in which you're working under in terms of a leader because if you start thinking of yourself being pulled in every direction, you literally start being pulled in every direction. Your brain agrees with you. Yeah, it's uh, uh, there's a name for it, but there's the that you're going um, nuts. No, <laughs> that law where everything, whatever activities you have and the amount of time you have, they'll expand to fill that amount yeah, of time. Absolutely. Um, and it's one of the realisations that I've just accepted now that I go, the busier I am or the more if it's a wartime or crisis for want of a better word, mm. I get more done in those times. Well, absolutely. I mean this is a golden rule of time management in which you brought up earlier, which is you have to set your time. And maybe this is a good lead-in because it's one of the things that I wanted to talk about today was um, had a really great session with a guy um, this this week and he was talking a little bit around this guy's a real top performer, mm -hmm. real top performer and he's at an elite level um, in some personal stuff he's done and as a young business person it's going to be elite, which is great. But the discussion we were having was around um, – structure and discipline when you don't have anyone who you're accountable to and it was talking about time management and talking about 
because we were looking at we need to employ a few people to start reducing um, some of his operational input. We can start outsourcing some of these things. He's got to a point in his business where that's pretty important. And we went through his day and I'm like, to be honest with you and I need to call you on it, I don't think you get that much done during a day. He's like, what? I go, to be honest, we're talking about funding, getting staff in, which is fine. But it's not that we can't afford it. It's is that where the money's best spent right now? And I said, you're undisciplined and your behaviours have changed because as you've started to get bigger and bigger, you've got less people um, to be accountable for and you're getting up a little later, you're putting in other things that are nice to have. So I said, no offence, you can do that but you're in conflict because your conflict is you still want to be on this growth trajectory yet all the behaviours that are starting to get that you're chipping away at. Mm. I said, why aren't you getting up when – so he's, for him it was if I'm up at 7 o'clock, I'm, I do a couple of hours, then I can do a quick workout and then I can get into the office and things like that. That's his routine that was working for him to get to this point. Now, he's stopped doing a couple of those things, sleeping in a bit later. By the time he gets in the office, it's 11 and he feels a bit depressed about it because he feels he's missed half the day because he's used to being a top performer. Yeah. By the time he settles, you're almost at lunchtime. It's like – it's just not a habit that works for him. Not, not that there's anything wrong with someone who gets that and that's their routine. It's each to their own, whatever is good for you. But he was literally wasting half of his days by the time he settled into actions he needed to pull. And we basically sat down and broke down what he needed to do to be effective. He says, I don't feel like I get enough time to work on the business at the moment, which is which is common. Everyone yeah. always feels that. And so what he was doing is go, I'm going to get up really early and I'm going to work on the business. And I said, well, that's, that's really interesting. As I said, why do you want to work on the business early in the morning? Because I'm fresh, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I go, yeah, I agree with that. But I said, if you got up an hour and a half early because he likes to do that and all you did was knock off the operational stuff that you have to do every day, I said, you, but you only gave yourself that hour and a half. So after that, you're not allowed to do any more of it for the day. Mm. And he, uh, he said, well, you know, by the time I get through my emails, by the time I have a couple of phone calls, by the time I do this, yeah, I could probably do it. It'd be pretty close. I go, but that's taking you seven hours a day at the moment. Yeah. So I said, you can pretty much by 9 a.m. have done what you do most days. Great. Now you've got another eight hours. Even if you do nothing, you're no worse than you are right now. But if you just manage to find in those eight hours an ability to work on the business, we've just bought back your whole day. And it was more around repositioning where he puts his effort into what to kill the stuff that's um, Im- urgent, not important. Yeah. Which is one of the things Lana was talking about um, this week particularly, which is being careful about being so reactionary, being careful about spending 90% of your time on the, as, as you said, the bright and shiny or the operational things that need to happen in a business but never putting in the infrastructure, working on the business, projects yeah. that take a bit longer. But for him that was a bit of a – not that he didn't know it but it was a reflection on how did I get to this point? That's not me. Yeah. And it was just more because a day a week, an hour a week, it, it just starts to erode over six months and you find yourself – no wonder I'm feeling like this because all the behaviours that I was doing, it's completely different. I didn't even notice. Yeah. And I've got to be fair. I mean this guy's had a lot happening in his life personally. It's some really good stuff like, you know, married and doing all this great stuff. It's wonderful but it's that whole – you have to, when you, you are the boss, you actually have to put in a real structure and discipline around your behaviours. And I think there's a real curve there. 
I was reflecting on it myself and I was thinking about some of the times when I wasn't able to outsource things that I didn't want to do, that you almost, you start business thinking you've got this freedom, then you realise you've got all this responsibility. So you work hard and you have to be so structured and so disciplined to do the things right and then you get to a point where you start paying people to do things you don't want and then you find the things that you don't want to do are doing going well and you've got more freedom and time which is you know another experience I'm having in this business at the moment and you actually have to work out okay I don't have the structure I need to just make sure it runs well now what yeah it's a really really I mean it's a fun thing to be in but it's some people just decide not to that's fine their business is running and they can go off and enjoy their life that's not me but it's okay now where do I put the next level of structure and discipline for the next thing we're growing or the the growth rates but it's a very interesting for me a very interesting week hearing um, and talking to some of these top performers about how easy it is to forget what top performance for you personally is and then you wonder why you're not feeling good about how you're operating or how you're performing or why you get to the end of the day and feel like nothing's been accomplished really really and so it was a good conversation because it also when you're talking to someone it makes you reflect on where can i be better so but it was good really good combo Oh, that's brilliant. And I think it's um, – you're talking about top performers and all those kind of things and it's time management is not sexy. It, it's, no. it, it's, it's boring. It's the, the, the mechanics of the business. Yep. But if – and I speak personally from this, if I can manage my time correctly and there's so many things at the moment that can pull you out of flow – like the communication, social media, yep. all these kind of things. But just managing, even just something as simple as managing time away from social media to concentrate for an hour. And yep. by social media, I include email and those kind of things in yep. there as well. If you can just ignore everything for an hour, how much could you get done in that hour that would normally, that with all those other things coming in, would take you three or four? I agree with you totally. I think one of the techniques that worked for me a few years ago was um, how do I, what am I going to respond to to make me more disciplined around time management? Because you're right, it's not sexy nor is it that fun. So it was pretty easy. I just set an hourly budget to my time. Okay, <laughs> whatever it is, this is what I think I can – let's just use arbitrary. I believe I could earn 500 bucks an hour doing something. Yep. Great. So anything that takes me two hours, I don't look at it as that was two hours doing my email. I go, it just cost me $1,000 to reply to those emails. Yep. Was that worth it? And for me, that's a driver at, at the time. Yeah. And, and, but it made a big difference for me in how I perform and where I really put the extra time in because it's so easy to over-service. It's so easy to put more energy into stuff because you're actually trying to fill time. But the reality is that's not where your time should be when we're so limited. People do spend too much time and they go, oh, I just have no time in my business. I go, yeah, but you've spent three hours on emails today. Yeah. And they go, well, you have to reply to emails. I go, yes, you do. Why are you writing emails over a paragraph, which you know my rule, I don't read emails over a paragraph and I don't send them over a paragraph. That's not what email's for. Yeah. I'll ring the person. So if I see a long email, just ring them straight away. <laughs> what would your email say? Yeah, could you take me through your email? I'm not that good a reader. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, what do you mean? I go, I just don't have – like people don't know how to use email, so it can be a real drag. And what you find is, and it's taken a few years for me is – People get so annoyed of me calling them that they now just get to the point because <laughs> they know it's going to be a discussion anyway yeah. and I, I'm not going to read it and 
the people who generally try and put every detail down in emails because they're protecting themselves from something or they're trying to um, bamboozle you with something they're not quite clear. As soon as you speak to them for 30 seconds, you realize, oh, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You're just trying to make yourself sound smarter. Yeah. I'd rather just get to the solution. Which it's interesting though, isn't it? I mean, because to me that was a big one because I was a big email writer and doing all this thing. I go, this is a nightmare. <laughs> I spend more time editing my email <laughs> than, you know, it's just anyway. Yeah. Um, good. So I think in terms of the week review, I think there's a there's definitely been a good conversation here around setting your personal standards. I think you're talking about that and it's something we're all going through at the mm. moment is – how do you set your standard? Now, we know you go to the gym every morning, Nigel. <laughs> so, God, I dislike you sometimes. Because <laughs> you're wonderful and well-disciplined. <laughs> Who did I see there this morning, Tim? Well, of course I was there, Nigel. <laughs> I just don't need the world to know. Um, <laughs> I'm only teasing. Um, but in terms of let's look at it as an evolution. That mm. where, where Where could you raise your standards in terms of um, our head of media at the moment? Uh, clarity in leadership um, because being leadership has for me, yep. uh, there's many levels of it. Yep. I have always been a leader within the business. Yep. I have rarely been the leader of the business. Yep. Um, so for the media side of things, um, because I know where your focus is and what I know how important the media side is to your end goals or to Absolutely. the company's end goals. But I also know there's multiple other arms which have just as important things that need your brain into there. Yep. Um, my, where I could be better is now historically I would always seek your input on things yep. because I, I admire, I go, you're a pretty smart dude, you can see things I don't. But now I go, well, now we're playing in my area. Yep. Um, I have to trust my opinion be open for the variance and going, hey, let's be additive here and yep. get those kind of things. But I need to actually go, this is where we're going. Uh, if you have a problem with it, yep. let me know now. Otherwise, we're going there until we find out that the data says we need to go somewhere else. Great. Yeah. Um, this is, and this is, I guess, with all the years of working together, this is absolutely how I want to be around people I trust, which yeah. is I, you want to feel like they've got it. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I think I'm personally probably being a, a, an antagonist because I like to know more about an area than the person doing it. So they know that I know that I'm, I want to trust you but be yep. smarter. Be yep. smarter than me and then I know we're going to get there, which is not an ego thing by the way. I'm not in terms of intelligence. There's a big difference. I just for me and, and this is also something I have to work on because I shouldn't have the time to be the smartest person or the one that's most learned in an area of the business. Yeah. But particularly in this because we've had the experience before and just as a general hobby outside, I like this area of business and also because we owned an agency, you pick up a few <laughs> things. But I think it's really important to understand the logic and understand for me particularly it's like, okay, I know what we want to do and I know your capabilities and I've got – million percent trust mm. so that's that's easy the one thing that whereas i feel i can add value as the leader and the person responsible of getting this to where it go is i feel i see the trends so where it's going to be in two years and 
particularly with you, highly competent, n- knows that too. And you know, I'm I'm speaking, which is Nigel's special. So it's you won't all have a Nigel, you won't all have an Alana, and you can find your virgin. But uh, virgin, virgin, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I hope there is editing. But find your version of who they are in your business. But it's around your job as a leader is really understanding, well, okay, there's media. Most, I think, poorer leaders um, and and definitely seeing this in smaller businesses is they then trust the person 100%. But my job as a leader is to make sure the clarity around where the business is going to be in two years that these things are going to align because we're going to invest so heavily. So my role is not to technically understand everything that needs to happen but – that my head of media understands exactly where we want the business to be. So when you're formulating and using your genius, that it's clear that we're, we're, we're in alignment. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually enjoying being challenged on those things because it shows me where I, the things I don't know that I don't know. Yep. Because I'm confident in certain areas and I think that's a gap that a lot of people, it's, it's one of those things that many businesses struggle with. They go, oh, why aren't they getting that? Or they go because they don't know that they don't know it yet. Yeah. And you're babying around them or carrying them through or those kind of things. But we're lucky to have that relationship where you go, I know this, this and this. Have you thought of this? And if I can't answer a question, I go, why don't I know that yet? I didn't know I needed to. Now I know. Awesome. Totally. I just put it into place that I go, these are the questions that I'm, my goal at some point is to sit in the meeting and just go, yep. these are the things. And like every question just have that naturally come through. And that's a building of let's just immerse completely. Totally. Um, question, because I've hardly seen you or Lana this week. Yeah. How's Lana gone? Let's talk behind her back a bit. <laughs> uh, you've, you've had more to do with her than I have this yeah. week. How's she gone this week? Uh, Lana, as always, is a gun. <laughs> but um, I think she's the addition of new team members in. Yep. Um, Lana at, in that operations role and sitting above and uh, managing the accountability and managing so many things she's in action mode and for Alana that's a scary thing. Yeah, (laughs) execution mode with her is serious. Yeah, and but again she's as she's grown through where execution mode used to be scary for some people around, she's really helping people through but there's no wiggle room at all in any of the like we need this data, this needs to be happened, where are we at with this, there's no good or bad to it, it just is. Yeah, I, I know I've felt the same thing. Obviously, I get um, pressures at home around <laughs> that. But in saying that, that's that's exactly right. And I think that's a maturity in any business. Yeah. You get to a point where it's not – this is not an emotional thing. Yeah. We just enjoy being together, winning together and getting to this chance to do this project together, which call it a business, call it a project, whatever. But there really shouldn't be emotion around it. As in, no, and and you guys have been really good from that front end in uh, over the years divesting of that emotion around it. The people beneath you may not have been so aligned to it. Absolutely, and also yeah. people, we're not looking for robotics. We're looking at where does emotion come from. Generally, it's when people feel like they're not heard, when people feel like they're not valued, or so, they're being attacked, not their behaviours. Uh, well, absolutely, yeah. or their behaviours because they're having as you said, trouble with their time management. It's not yeah. that they don't want to do it, they actually don't. So it's a, it's around nurturing, supporting and this gets back to culture and the right people and, and also educating the right people. As we said, we had a new, new person start this week. What is the culture here at Philodomo? This is how it works. It's not a – there's nothing personal. 
we already think you're awesome because we wouldn't have hired you. Yeah. We think you're brilliant. You're not proving yourself. You're just here to be part of it, contribute and, you know, and do your thing. But it's like I think a lot of people hire someone and then they feel like, okay, now let's see if they're okay. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that weird? You've already hired them. I thought that's the decision. <laughs> you put the investment in already. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps your hiring policy is not so good. Yeah. What, what I love seeing, because I've seen it a few times yeah. now in, in this business as well, is each time we bring a new person in, it reminds the current people that we have who they think they are. Yeah. So they go like, and there's that, and we'll go back to the um, your client that you were talking about. There's yeah. that little bit of slippage. Yep. You go, but you get a new person and they go, no, this is who I, this is my presentation. This yep. is welcome to who I am, to how our company is. And I just go, oh, right, okay, beautiful. Everyone's just mm. being reminded. So the next, and you see it every time, the level just increases a little bit. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's really fun to watch everyone be the best versions. Yeah, no, I mean, it's good. As we said, it doesn't always work out perfectly and there's, you know, people are people and yeah. people have their own lives and business is just part of it, but it's important to at least have a, um, I think, a, a culture and an environment where it's quite stable. So that you come in and there's a predictability around how it feels, how people deal with challenges, how people communicate. I feel yeah. any time that there's a radic and you probably know when thinking about businesses you've been in, those, those who are listening, that you probably, if I said, name the person you've hated most at a workplace, you'd probably within a couple of minutes go, oh, that person was the worst boss. Oh, that person yeah. was horrible, that person. And it's like, yeah, why were they? And, and the second question is how did the business allow that to be a standard that they set? And as they get bigger and bigger, you know, you can see these bigger type people that allow the corrosion to happen, yeah. the, the standard to go there, the standard of communication. The, the, you know, you spoke about it earlier where we, we have a rule here which is communication is the responsibility of the person wanting to communicate mm -hmm. and the responsibility is not saying what you want. The responsibility is um, making sure the person listening understands it in their language, yeah. understands it in their way they communicate, understands in the way that they learn. So communication is not saying what you need to say. Communication is trying to make sure the person hearing it is hearing it in the way that you would like them to interpret it. Yeah. And it changes everything. Because most people think, but I told them that. I mean, what a weak, weak response. Like I told them that. Yeah. You didn't tell them anything. You failed to communicate. Yeah, you may as well just sit there going, it's not my fault, it's not my fault, it's not my fault. Yeah, back to, back to victim mentality. But yeah. I told them to do that. Great. So you're a poor leader. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, you told them. They didn't listen. They either don't respect you, didn't understand, but either way it's your problem. Yeah. And so it's such an interesting – I mean it's such an interesting thing, communication. We had in one of our companies – a while back it was um, we ran through a, a communication workshop and we we're just teaching around how different people communicate, you know, the visual, auditory and, and whatever the others are. Yeah. Um, and the people loved it so much that they actually put their communication style on the back of their chair for a month just so people when they were communicating they could remind themselves that that person's a visual, that person's auditory, that person's, you know, kinetic, whatever it is. And it was such an interesting thing because it actually – it, regardless of if you communicated the right way, it made people stop and think before the communication. So it paid off anyway. Yeah. It wasn't just this is how it is for me. And it, it's very interesting when you shift the responsibility of who it is. So if I bet you a million bucks, you had to communicate this message to this person, would you communicate the same way as you do just normally in every interaction? If the answer is no, I'd make sure that they really understood it. Great. You need to now look at how you communicate, <laughs> yeah. which is a really big one is everyone 
interprets things differently. You think they're listening, but it, they're interpreting in their language and the way they see the world. It's important. It's yeah. so important. It's something I've been thinking a lot about lately. Like there's just so many filters going on. Like there's so many histories being created simultaneously from each perspective, every single conversation. Oh, absolutely. It's just it's astounding we can get anything done as a human race. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if we're doing it that well, but um, I don't know what I was listening to the other day. We were talking about that perhaps our human race is only meant to serve a certain period in time to evolve the rest of the universe and then we'll as a species be irrelevant. It just makes sort of sense on some levels, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> Much different. Um, very good. Yeah, no, it's, a, yeah it's just so... It, it, it gets back to that full responsibility, doesn't it? Having yeah. complete and full responsibility for your behaviours and the way you operate, which yeah. is, I think, for the weekly theme, pushing that at the moment. Yeah, and it's not something that, that you're going to get 100% right, but if you can get that reaction time or the realisation time down shorter and shorter each time, yeah. because there is, like, as humans, you're going to, there's internally, whether whatever you say outside, most people will have for a millisecond, a fraction of a second, a protection come in. Well, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the interesting thing, Nigel, is if we look at our little project here sort of rolling out the media, people go, well, why are you doing podcast and video? Mm. Well, first of all, it makes no sense from a time investment and a money investment starting out. But when you break it down, you look at it and go, but wait a minute, half people are visual, half are auditory. So... Yeah. Wouldn't it be if you're just doing podcasts, people who aren't really auditory um, communicators would pretty much not find this interesting? Yeah. So why would you have potentially your audience? Yeah. It's just as a basic thing, as a strategy, you need to understand that. Yeah, but the thought process from the other side is that's so much work in doing both that and oh. that, which do I choose? And well, we just go, well, let's just find the way to do it. Well, you choose both. Yeah. <laughs> and you find a way because that's our job as leaders is to find a way. Yeah. Anyway, Nigel, good uh, good to chat to you. Um, I'm sure Lana will um, uh, appear in the next uh, <laughs> next week. Um, but f- very good, thank you. Um, and I guess we'll uh, we'll round this up and um, do it all again next week. Looking forward to it, mate. Thank you. Bye.